Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Rocking out with you this Friday, February 2nd. Steve Geller along with Jeff Nowak and Cullen Steele running the yeah, show, sir. keeping us in line. Got a lot to get to today. Who would have known? That today would be the day we get an idea of what the Saints want to do at offensive coordinator reports coming out. They are targeting San Fran's Clint Kubiak. Yeah, pass game specialist, you know, kind of a weird title, you're not quarterbacks coach or whatever. But yeah, you know, I, I'm just glad that people, I can stop having to explain to people <laughs> that it's not the end of the world. This that, job nobody wants, it's so unattractive. Well, what drove me nuts is like, why didn't they hire someone three days after they fired Pete Carmichael? We're well, losing like, out on everybody. Well, for example, if you wanted to hire Clint Kubiak, if Clint Kubiak was not, you know, whether he was at the top of your list or one of the candidates you want to take a close look at, you couldn't even talk to him until after the divisional round of the playoffs. Right. So I think you know, this week is probably the earliest that you could, if you wanted to hire Clint Kubiak, this is about, you know, maybe yesterday, maybe Wednesday, whatever. This time frame, which is the week between the NFC Championship and the Super Bowl, is the probably the earliest you could have, you know, come to any type of agreement. Now, they haven't finalized it yet, as far as I understand. So we right, can't wanna... do it yet until after the Super Bowl. Yeah, so I, I do, you know, I do hesitate to be like, ah, oh, yeah. he's, it's signed, sealed, delivered, but right. it sure sounds like they're very close. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, that's the thing. When, so when a guy makes the Super Bowl, when a team makes the Super Bowl and the coach you want to hire is the coach on that staff, it does make things a little more complicated in terms of you got to wait it out. And I'll give the Saints credit, they are patient. And I don't know if every team would have been this patient in terms of, yeah, we got to wait. <laughs> they keep winning. They, it's hard to get these things done. Um, but, you know, it, it's it's nice because I, there's been a lot of negativity. And no. <laughs> yeah, believe it or not, there's been a lot of negativity surrounding the Saints team. And I do, I do think you're going to have a hard time coming up with reasons to hate this hire. Um, you know, I, I think you heard a lot of people saying, I'm tired of them keeping everything the same. I'm tired of the same old usual thing. And I do feel bad because I think Ronald Curry is a very good coach. And I do think that to an extent, the need to do something different worked against very him. much against him for a job that I think he would do a very good very good job in. I think he's a, going to be a good offensive coordinator in the NFL. I just think the timing 
and the fact that you went with Pete Carmichael and it just did not work, and I think there's this inherent need to just change things up. No, I agree. People would go, oh, this is the same old, same old yeah, again. We reaction- went from Sean Payton to Pete Carmichael, and now, you know, with Ronald Curry, it's like Sean 3.0. Yeah, and the thing is, like, I don't think the Saints really care about, like, oh, there's going to be some negativity around this hire, but it sure makes my life a lot easier to not have to try to answer those conversations. And and there wouldn't Fighting have been, off the trolls on Twitter. There wouldn't have been excitement around around the Ronald Curry hire. And that's not fair to Ronald, but I, that's the reality. But I think a lot of people are going to look at this and say, man, there was a lot of things I wanted to see in this hire. I wanted to see a new school kind of guy. I wanted to Check. see someone <laughs> who came from this, one of these offenses that is lighting the league on fire, one of these Check. newfangled offenses <laughs> with a lot of motion and a lot of RPO and all this stuff. Check. Kyle Shanahan, check. And to me, one of the biggest things I wanted to see was a guy with play Play caller, offensive coordinator experience. Because this is not a situation I wanted to throw a new first-year offensive coordinator into. He could have thrived. He could have succeeded. But that's a tough situation. And, you know, you look at uh, Kubiak. He was in Minnesota with Mike Zimmer, another defensive guy. You know, I think that it didn't go well. But you did have experience. You learned from experience, right? You either – you know, you either – get better or you don't. And I think this is where you have the interview process and you feel like, yeah, I think those are, that's valuable experience coming from that system. And Hey, if you're trying to find a complimentary player, a comparable player to Derek Carr in the current NFL, wouldn't you start with Kirk cousins? Right. And I think for all Minnesota's faults during the, during the final Mike Zimmer year, (laughs) you know, he was able to tease a good performance, a good season out of Kirk cousins and Justin Jefferson had a, had a fantastic year. So I feel good about it. I think, you know, hopefully he doesn't get snaked and we all, we all get kind of, uh, you know, duped and whatever. Hopefully that doesn't happen because there are still a few teams looking to hire an offensive coordinator. Yeah, just three other teams besides the Saints right now still in search for that OC. Yeah, but I, I, if this is what ends up happening, I really like it. I think it's the right, the right decision, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Definitely want to hear you from you, Houdat Nation, today. Oakland Hart Jewelers talking text line 504-260-1870. We're going to step away real quick and get the thoughts from Saints color analyst Deuce McAllister right after this on WWL. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome into Sports Talk, talking a lot about Saints right now. They're in the process of 
honing in on or getting close to locking up Clint Kubiak from the San Francisco 49ers. Of course, nothing can become official there at offensive coordinator until after the Super Bowl. To help us talk about things, Deuce McAllister, Saints color analyst, joining the radio huddle. And before we get into Saints talk, Deuce, just want to say, first off, congrats to you and your son. I know you got some big news. Yeah, um, finally the process for him to be able to find a school that uh, he feels like that he can enjoy and develop and, you know, hopefully continue to uh, go on to the next level as far as a four-year school. So uh, pretty excited for him. What what position are we talking about here, Deuce? Uh, he plays defensive uh, end and defensive tackle. So on the college level, he'll, he'll, he'll translate to a probably a three-technique. So he, he, he went the tackling the running back route <laughs> as opposed to the, the running back route. That's exactly right. You know, and I uh, tried try to encourage him, but, you know, uh, sometimes it, it, it's a little tough to push away from that food table. So uh, he just kept kept going a little bit, but uh, it's been good. Deuce, your initial reactions, obviously Adam Schefter coming out with the report the Saints have locked in and are targeting uh, Clint Kubiak as the next, uh, next offensive coordinator for the team. He's currently riding with the 49ers to the Super Bowl in Vegas as their passing game specialist. Uh, overall, though, it's hard to, for me at least, to come up with any uh, negatives on this hire. It seems like a great direction going for the team, uh, going out of house. I know a lot of people want to change and just the history of what Kubiak has done. Plus, he's got good family uh, bloodlines, too. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, uh, when you look at it, you kind of see, uh, or at least when they, they are interviewing the different personnel, a lot of them came, came from that Shanahan or McVay tree. And, uh, you know, some of the guys that they talked to obviously uh, got other jobs and some uh, have not. You know, and I'll, I'll be interested because, you know, right now you have uh, two spots open on the offensive staff. You know, what uh, what else happens with that staff because it is a little different um, as far as style of offense than what the Saints have done in the past. And so uh, it should be good. You know, I think when you talk about uh, shifts, motions, pre-snap, post-snap, some of the runs, the Saints, I mean, I know people may not believe it, but a lot of the runs, uh, particularly from a run scheme, the Saints did that anyway. I mean, they've been a zone team. They've been a gap scheme. It's a little bit different how San Francisco gets there. But when you talk about running the football, there's only so many ways to run the football. I mean, now what you call that play, what it's named, that may be a little bit different. So uh, it'll be intriguing just to see the uh, new plays, new wrinkles, uh, design, et cetera, be implemented into this offense. You know, Deuce, one of the things that I think intrigues me about the Clint Kubiak hires, obviously the Shanahan connections and that offense that's kind of dominated the league over the last couple of years. But also you go back to Minnesota and you look at what he was able to do for Kirk Cousins. Obviously it wasn't a great season. They went 8-8. Eight and eight, But, uh, you know, 33 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, 4,200 yards. I would compare these guys in terms of Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr. They're similar in terms of skill set. And obviously, Kirk was throwing to Justin Jefferson. That helps. But do you think what, – what do you think in terms of how can Clint and how can a new offensive coordinator work with Derek Carr and, and try to tease a more consistent offense? You know, obviously, he had some of those high mo moments late in the season. But how can you get more consistency out of Derek well, I think, you know, when you look at it from Derek's point of view, you, you want your quarterback to be comfortable. And so you finding out, hey, look, this is what I see Derek Carr doing well. These are some of the things that he has had success with. So from a play call standpoint, you have to marry that. I mean, you can't be a play caller or a designer of a system and just be so stuck on what you do, what you do. These are my plays. This is my offense. 
if your team is not having success, all you're doing is calling plays. All you're doing is running plays because they're not successful plays. So I think that'll be the most critical thing. How can I put my quarterback in a position to where he's successful? And if he's successful, then my team should be successful. Do something that Jeff had tweeted out, and I was thinking it uh, right while I was reading it, where he uh, when he had put it out there that with this hire of Kubiak, if he does come on board, what better person to uh, come up with some new plans for Taysom Hill uh, in the Saints offense when he's worked with somebody like Debo Samuel already in San Francisco? Yeah, and even even from Taysom, I don't know how much more different that you'll see. You know, and I think that's that's what you have to understand. You may see him line up as a wing now, but Taysom is already lined up, you know, at quarterback. He's lined up at tailback. He's lined up out wide. You know, he, he's a tight end. So that's, that's really what I was referencing for maybe the name changes as far as some of those plays. Uh, you know, and you, you'll get some different routes, but I am going to allow him to do what he does best. And so uh, the biggest thing that I see from, from the coordinator's standpoint and point of view how can I get this team to do it at an elite level? That's what it'll come down to. Gotcha. You know, I spent this past week out at the Senior Bowl, a lot of really interesting prospects out there, particularly for the Saints. And, you know, the Saints are a team that likes to draft a certain way. They like to draft a certain type of player. You know, they have prototypes. I'm curious, as you look at this team and you look at the draft and you say, okay, obviously you don't want to draft for need. You don't want to take a guy just because you you need a left tackle or you need whatever. But as you look at this team – what would you say is the position of greatest need where, you know, you're looking at this offseason and you're saying, okay, you got to improve there. You got to find an extra piece, a new piece, something that can, can amp up that position. Well, if you look at the Saints over, the, over their history and how they like to operate, you really, it would be unfair if you totally said that that's all going to happen in the draft. Because as we know, um, one of the ways that you don't get in a position of need or reach is because you try to fill it through free agency. Now, you may be able to get a stopgap player in free agency, and now I, it, it can allow me to kind of focus on another area. But, you know, for me, if this team can't truly address some of the issues that they had up front, whether that's uh, injuries, you know, on the offense and defensive side of the football as far as the offensive line, then you're going to be right back in that same position. I thought that you were able to develop some of those younger guys a little on the offensive side, but you, you've got to get some stability. I mean, because, you know, what happens at left tackle for you? Uh, is, is that going to be Trevor Penning? And I know, you know, kind of what Jeff has said uh, at the end of the year. I kind of know what Mickey has said. But right now, that's probably a question mark. You know, left guard, what do you do there? Will it be another free agent to come in and step in and help you there in that situation? Or will one of those young guys that has filled in, is he ready to take that next step? You know, and I think, you know, uh, another position you kind of have to look at. Jawan had a really good year for you, but uh, is there something else there at that tight end position? The number three receiver for you, what happens there? You know, and that's just looking at it from the offensive side of the football and not even touching, you know, the Alvin Kamara and, and Jamal and, and, and Kendra Miller situation, what happens there? You know, and so when you look at it overall – Obviously, I think this team has to be able to get younger. I think this team has to be able to add some speed to both sides of the ball. But uh, for me, it starts up front. You know, you, you've got to figure out what you're doing with the offense and defensive lines. You, know, you, you just mentioned Kendra. Uh, 
Sorry, it's muted. Uh, you, you just mentioned Kendra. You know, I'm curious what, obviously, he popped a little in that final game. We didn't see as much of him this season as I think we probably all wanted to. But what were your thoughts on his rookie season and what your expectations are from him going forward? Well, he's got to learn how to be a pro. I mean, that's what it comes down to. He's probably still the youngest on this team uh, right now. And, you know, he just he celebrated his birthday earlier uh, well, last year and, uh, you know, during the season. But he's got to learn how to be a pro. And, and by being a pro, it's taking care of my body. It's getting my body ready to be able to go out there and play. And, you know, when the Saints – actually picked him you know we know he wasn't able to go through OTAs he was recovering from an injury and injuries just really hurt him from his rookie year but you don't write him off because we know that he is a talented talented player it's going to be up to him uh he's going to have to learn a new offense so that's two years in a row back to back that he's learning a new offense that won't be easy hopefully the transition will be a little bit better just from uh, being able to be around, be able to see it, go out there, walk through, and do it. But um, he's, he's a really good player. And here, here, here's something, and I don't know if you guys knew it, uh, I did get to talk to a couple of guys over at the Senior Bowl. Your defensive line coach, well, I say your, the Saints defensive line coach was um, almost, I don't want to say, he, he chose, but the Saints didn't allow him to go to Missouri. I'll put it that way. You know, he had an opportunity. Missouri's coach wanted him, uh, didn't let him kind of – the Saints didn't want that to happen. Uh, and, um, you know, I, so many times we see that nobody wants to work in New Orleans. Nobody wants to, to be the OC. You know, you talk about, oh, they don't want to work with DA. But, no, there are coaches that teams won't. And they choose to be in New Orleans or, you know, you look at it, having the opportunity to say, hey, look, no, I, I think we can turn this around. I want to be a part of it. And, and that's happening. So just to be clear, we're talking about Todd Grantham. That's correct. Gotcha. Deuce, you were talking about the offensive line up front for this team. Obviously, a huge concern. Curious, what what can they do? with a guy like Trevor Penning. There's so much they've invested in him. Uh, it's been a big letdown to this point, and obviously we know they're not ready to give up on anything with him yet. He's still a young guy uh, that they, they've got plans for in the future, but how can we get this guy on the field and at least performing uh, in games instead of just being on field goal unit for crying out loud? Well, and I think Mickey kind of said it, they have to blame themselves a little bit. You don't think? It, it definitely I, seems I something, agree. yeah, <laughs> something, something has gone awry there, whether it's with coaching or not. But still, there you have a not, first not, round not, pick. Not, that even, you... not, not, not even from a coaching standpoint, you basically anointed him the starting job without even really, yeah. without even really playing and being able to say yes, he's ready for this job. And so, just from a pressure standpoint, that's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure. You you, you you throw him in the fire knowing that he probably wasn't ready, and now from a technique standpoint, it's, it's, it's not a top. It's a pure technique with Trevor. And so for okay. Trevor, uh, I wouldn't be surprised at some point that you see that he's working with – um, you know, some of the guys that do some of the training as far as offensive linemen. Uh, because for Trevor, it's, it, it, it's pure technique. It's not not understanding what we're doing from a zone scheme or from a, a gap scheme, you know, uh, playing too high. Yeah, he may play too high at times, but it, with Trevor, it's shooting your hands. It is having confidence and knowing when I have to shoot my hands, where I'm going to put my hands, and just being able to use my strength. 
to be as big as he is and as powerful as he is, he's too inconsistent in certain areas of his game. He allows smaller guys to be able to get up under him um, when, when they shouldn't be able to. And I understand, you know, that, that may come with leverage, but that's understanding positioning and where I'm going to shoot my hands as well. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned that because the interesting thing with Trevor, it's not that you started him. It's not that, you know, he's a, he's a rookie or a second-year player who's developing and he missed a lot of time. It's the way that you went about, okay, he's starting and now he's benched and now he's not getting on the field at he all. He couldn't even get in with all the injuries that yeah, were piling up. And, and I guess yeah, but he question, was a left tackle. He was right. a left tackle. He was never going to be a guy that you throw in right. at right guard or right tackle. I mean, because he's a left tackle. And so I, it wouldn't have been fair for him to throw him in at right tackle. It wouldn't have been fair because if he's struggling at a position that he has practiced at and that's all he really knew, why am I going to throw him out there at right tackle when he's never even practiced at right tackle? Why that's am I going to do that? That's what I try to tell people when they're like, oh, put him at guard. I'm like, okay, he's, he's easy, struggling right. to learn left tackle. Now you're going to ask him to learn a position he's never played? That doesn't make a ton of sense. But I think – you know, with the with Trevor, one of the issues is you know you're looking at a first round pick, and I think there's got to be some consternation within the building of like, man, we've taken all these first round picks, and we're just not getting anything out of them in terms of Peyton Turner's been hurt, Marcus Davenport was hurt, and wasn't as productive as you probably hoped. You know, and, and I think is there? Do you think that's part of it? Is there's just some pressure to get that guy on the field when he's a first round pick, and it, you know it's not exactly acceptable to say, oh, we took him in the first round, but he's a year or two away. Like that's a tough thing to sell to people but in some some cases that's just the reality and you gotta you gotta live with it regardless of the investment right Robert Meacham redshirted Deuce McAllister redshirted I had 16 (laughs) carries I had 16 carries my my rookie year 16 not in the game the complete year yep the complete year so it's 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 probably unfair just because the uh win now mode that everyone is in uh from a fan's perspective uh and 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 really when you took probably all three of those guys you kind of knew that they were not ready immediately they were not ready immediately and so yes i i agree with you when you talk about uh being able to stick them right in and 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 knowing that they're not probably completely ready but you do it anyway and you know, uh, for a couple of them, it's it, it's been well, really all three of them. It's been injuries, and Peyton is too young. I mean, uh, Peyton Peyton is you know at at the point where he's gonna have to show you he's healthy. And then you talk about Trevor. I was about to say he's too young in his career, but he's gonna have to show you that he's healthy, but also that he's made the adjustment to be able to uh, not allow just the small things to take him completely away. Well, coming up Monday, Deuce, is going to be the start of Super Bowl week. We'll have media night going on and getting ready for the big game finally uh, next Sunday in Las Vegas. Just curious, obviously, your initial thoughts on the matchup between San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs coming up. Well, you know, just going back really to the championship or the conference games, looking at the Lions' perspective, their offensive line, you knew if they could block up front, that Frisco was going to struggle on the back end. And San Francisco changed kind of who they were for a defensive philosophy because normally they're a zone team. They played man more in the second half. And obviously, you know, you could talk about going for it, not going for it, whatever. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think that's where the game will be won when you talk about the Super Bowl. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, it's just until you show me that you can consistently scheme and devise and take him out of the game, man, it's hard for me to go against him. I mean, the, the better team, the better overall team is San Francisco. But with Mahomes on the other side, he gives them a chance. 
And so I would be really, really interested to see how San Francisco tries to take Travis Kelsey away. Because you can double him, but now the quarterback is going to say, okay, I am going to take a shot, and my guy is going to win six out of ten times. And two times down the field for an explosive play, out of those six, is going to be a touchdown. You know, it's just he's he that those are the type of plays that he makes uh, or and he can make, and so uh, hopefully it, it, it's a great game. Uh, San Francisco should win the game, but man, when you 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 got Mahomes on the other side, it's like you you're holding your breath. Right. Deuce, definitely always appreciate the time, especially short notice, my man. You gonna be doing any parading this weekend? Um, yeah, rain, rain, go away. <laughs> um, Rain, the rain will dictate how much parading and and and, and where uh, where we are on the street. But yeah, we 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 plan on being out there and you know just enjoying the Mardi Gras season. I agree with those sensibilities. Yes. Well, hope to see you out there <laughs> and uh, have have a raise a drink together. Uh, talk to you later on, dudes. Appreciate the time again. All right, fellas. Thanks, Deuce. I, I was Saints Radio Color and as Deuce McAllister here on WWL. We'll be right back with more sports talk after this. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Just heard from Saints color analyst Deuce McAllister on the potential hire of passing game specialist of the 49ers, Clint Kubiak, as Saints offensive coordinators. Wanted to hear from you, Houdat Nation, on your thoughts. Oakland Hard Jewelers talking text line is 504 260 Going to lead off the comments with... Jimmy and Gretna, what you got to say about Clint Kubiak, Jimmy? Hey, first off, let me say happy Mardi Gras. I'm stuck in some bad traffic yes, trying to oh, go out yeah. the Man, traffic is bad from West Wego to Chalmette, uh, you name it. Downtown, uptown, don't matter. Everything's backed up. Uh, total dead stop. Trying to go out to Metairie to see Zebra tonight at the Family Gras. And look, I'm trying to get a hall pass. <laughs> To see DJ DJ Pauly D from Jersey Shore, he's going to be downtown tomorrow night for Pygmalion Fest, even though it's going to be a washout. Let me say this. I'm not a fan of Dennis Allen right now. He should have got the pink slip. I know Gail Benz is a nice lady, all right? Very nice lady. She's the kind of owner you want. She's willing to spend money. She stays out of the way. She's not like Jerry Jones, all right? Now, I do get concerned long-term when she passed away with no kids and no man that some New Yorkers are going to come buy this team up. And I know they got things in the paperwork yeah, and all like, that. Right. But you know what I mean. Listen, I will say this. Slam dunk. I love Kubiak. I think he's got a great resume. I think the pedigree, the family, you know, his dad being Gary, uh, coming from the 49ers and being around Shanahan, to me, is a great move. It's, it's the only move we've done recently with we know Dennis Allen's coming back. We know now with the restructured contract for Derek Carr, not only is he we can't cut bait on him in a year. We got we got essentially we have him for two years, and I hope he turns out to be better. But what I get concerned about, like a lot of Saints fans, with Derek Carr is it's not like he's in his rookie year, second or third year. He is what he is, and that's a average quarterback who gets paid a lot of money, and that's why he's under a microscope. 
But between Dennis Allen and the whole situation with Derek Carr, which may or may not have been the right free agent move, uh, and we're kind of stuck with both for now, I think the Kubiak move is the best move I've seen done from the administration, from the brass, to get fans back on board, forcing Dennis Allen's hand, like, look, get rid of Pete Carmichael, let him go to Denver, let Sean Payton do uh, Saints 2.0, do that whole deal up in the snow. And I like this move a lot. I think this is going to – he's a young mind who's really – he's got a lot of IQ there and football IQ, and I think it's a great move. From a season ticket standpoint, selling tickets, I think it's a move in the right direction. So, look, happy Mardi Gras. Yes, indeed. We'll see you all at the uh, P-Raids. See you out there, Jimmy. Some positive Saints takes. I yeah, like that, I mean, man. In a couple of weeks, you could be talking about you know a guy with a Super Bowl ring walking into town. There you too, go. You hey, know? and and I do think that there's value in that. You know, I think there's value in being around a team that's that's had as much success as the 49ers have had. Right, you want to talk about culture, winning culture? Yeah, yeah. and you know, like I, I agree with Jimmy there in in the sense of like I. I I haven't seen a single person on Twitter or social media oh, or even on, this even is a on our text hire. line. Like, there, I can't find a single person <laughs> that is like, I hate this. And, you know, it's nice. It's a nice change. I forgot what support feels like. Uh, but, you know, I, I agree. And, you know, he could – you know, the funny thing is Clint could show up and crash and burn. But I, I do think that there is something to be said for not doing what the fans want, but, you know, energizing things a little bit, you know. And uh, I just think that it, things had gotten stale. You know, and, and you could feel it. It was just this kind of running in place feeling about this offense. And you were trying to do an impression of Sean by an, with an impression of whatever. Like, right. it was just this imitation of an offense that doesn't exist anymore. And I just think in terms of having an identity, like, that was the buzzword all last year. What is the identity of this team? I don't know. It just seems like they were throwing stuff at a wall and hoping that w- you could figure out something that sticks and you know what the funny thing is late in the year it kind of feels like you did and I do think you need to look at that and, and pull some things out of it like okay why did this work how can we replicate the good stuff and and incorporate more uh you know the 49ers I think this is a Nick Underhill stat like they ran plays with motion at twice the rate of the Saints last year over the course of the season and just doing things that are just I don't know change your look and change the idea of what your offense does so it's just not as I don't know, warmed over? I don't know if that's the right word, but that's what it felt like throughout the season. And it's just hard to get excited about it. And I think this is a much – I think you're going to have people get excited about this, and hopefully they can deliver on it. And for me, too, you know, Jimmy brought up the fact of you know, the Derek Carr contract uh, getting reworked. And for me, I, I understand some of the, f- the fans' you know, trepidations about the the move there, but it's something that needed to be done for – the salary cap issues, obviously. And for me, Carr Car last season, to fault maybe, he played hurt when he shouldn't have. I think we saw him struggle at times because of that shoulder issue. I know he also dealt with concussions, what, two times over the season. But I think that shoulder and his back was a little more of an issue than he ever led on to. And if he was able to get out there, he was going to play no matter what. I, he's one of those people that – is just built like that. I would no matter. I don't care what percentage I am. If I can gr- get myself onto the field, I'm gonna play. I'm interested to see, obviously, what year two holds for him. I know he's not any spring chicken, but I think we saw what he can do in this offense towards the end of the year. It's been brought up so many times of the team being able to uh, have success in that final run, which gave you hope for this season, for the next season. Yeah, and we could talk about the restructure a little bit as we go on here. It, it, that was always gonna happen. You know, I, I know that there was a lot of. 
idea of like, oh, we can move on from after next year. <laughs> yeah, if you look at the numbers, and I looked at all the numbers this morning, I've looked at them several times, and I saw no route to getting to cap compliance without restructuring Derek Carr. Or at least, like, your options were restructure Derek Carr and then make the sensible restructures as much as possible to get there and not make any decisions that could bite you or as, as few decisions that put you in a precarious situation down the road as possible. Your options were restructure Carr and do it that way or not restructure Carr and basically restructure everybody else. That, th- that was, Those were your choices. Because Derek Carr represents $23 million that you can clear up for next year's salary cap. No one else represents over $11 million, and Ryan Ramchek is that guy. <laughs> another guy, A guy who I think you probably don't want to restructure for the obvious reason. So, you know, I, I think Derek Carr, for better or worse, he's the guy. And I do think, like, having some QB stability is good. You know, and, and I'd like to see him be able to build on year one. You know, it, it, there was this idea that he could show up in year one and be perfect. And I get it. You're a vet, He's a veteran. He's in his 10th year. There is some level of learning that comes with a new offense and new playmakers. And if you're looking for the hopeful glass half full Derek Carr take, it's that throughout the course of the season, he got better. And hopefully he can hit the ground running next year in a way he was not able to this year. And we can keep him healthier. Yeah, that that too. (laughs) Uh, Taking a break, we'll be right back with more of Sports Talk. Sound off on the Oakenheart Jewelers Talk and text line 504-260-1870. Be right back after this on WWL. Hey folks, if you had a dream of riding in a carnival parade, WWL's got a spot for you and a guest to roll in the crew of Argus on Mardi Gras Day. Ride high atop the float with everything you need. Costume and throws for two and all free. Go to WWL.com slash contest you can register there for your choice to win that's a ride of a lifetime and the greatest free show on earth let the good times roll right here on wwl gonna check in with our oakland heart jewelers tech and talk and text line and one of our favorites here at wwl craig how you doing craig from craig's electrical what's up craig hey what's up steve what's up jeff hanging in there man what do you think about this hire man i was that was my number one pick, man. Was it him? Was it uh, Kubiak and Zach Robinson? And when I seen those Falcons pick up Zach Robinson, I was like, all right. Well, you know, just sitting back, I was like, you know, the Saints have to have somebody that's still playing right now. And I said, I hope what I think it is, and it was. So. Yeah, the longer it went on, the more it felt like, yeah, Kubiak's probably the guy. Or maybe even Greasy, right? One of those 49ers Right, it's guys. someone involved in the Super but Bowl. It, it does feel weird that the team did something that the fans wanted. You know, it's like I'm, I'm almost worried about it. It's That's not how this operates. What's going on? Overall, Craig, what are you doing tonight for parading? I am putting the Christmas tree up, I'll be honest with you. What? what does that mean? So that's what I'm doing. Oh, uh, tomorrow, today I went and um, actually loaded up on the float we're riding with scoot and those guys so went loaded up today and then uh it was sunday for three o'clock so we're going to be on float 11 should be pretty cool so i'm excited about it so when you said you're putting up the tree you mean you're taking it down right (laughs) yeah that's what i mean i'm taking it down i'm putting it up that's why i was like wait a minute you're putting up the tree (laughs) i was like wait a second it's like like like, what you say i'm a load of air conditioner either you turn it down or you're gonna turn it up right so same thing so what you what you guys think about it no, I mean, I, I agree. Again, like we were talking about, you know, it, it's a it's a hire that should get people excited. And I think Saints fans, you know, the, a lot of the frustration, I think, over this last season, you know, it's geared around the results. It's geared around whatever. But, you know, nine and eight is not a record that should have people so angry all the time. And I just think it's like people just feel like there's nothing to look forward to. They feel like they're going to go to the game. And you're going to see the same thing over and over again. I really think. It's because everybody, every single person went into last year with that expectation after seeing the schedule, and it was like, 
well, this is a 10-win team at the least. And then when that didn't happen, it was like, oh, 9-8, and eight, you know, it's terrible. Fire everybody. Yeah, well, and I, I think just on the offensive side of things, too, you, you spend so much time talking about Sean Payton, offensive wizard. He's going to figure it out. <laughs> like, we can trust him to go in there with a plan and be the better coach. There, this offense is going to look better. This offense is going to be devised better. This offense is going to have the better plan. And now you, these last two years you went into it and it just didn't feel that way. Especially you go back to that Rams game. Did it feel like did it feel like the Saints offense had a better plan than the Rams? Did it feel like they were on the same planet in terms of in terms of game plan for that game? No, <laughs> no. And and so I think that's why what, like if you're trying to get excited about this hire, that's it. You feel like okay, this is how we catch up. And if they can do that, if the Saints can do that, I think people get on board real fast. Without a doubt, you know, just looking, you know, Dennis Allen. I mean, he's an okay coach, but I mean, he hasn't. Show, he's shown some, you know, some some good coaching, but I mean, as far here and there, but I mean, it's inconsistent. I think what you know, with the, with the position of offensive coordinator, you're the head coach of the offense. I mean, that's basically right. what's going to happen. And Dennis Co- Dennis Allen's going to go back to doing what he's doing best and coach that, that defense and get us back to where we were, you know, last year and well, last year and year before. You know, I mean, we, you know, at one point, I mean, we didn't allow a hundred yard rusher, and I mean, probably almost a season at one uh, a couple of years ago. If y'all remember that. And, uh, you know, like I said, I mean, we put together a good offense on paper, but, you know, the results were it were good toward the end of the season. But when you start seeing it come together, it's just we ended on a good note. But, again, it's still better than what most of, most of the teams in the NFL. I mean, you look at the overall records, I mean, I think it was. Craig, six. always great hearing from you. We're going to the top of the break. Coming up with news here on WWL. We'll be back with more sports talk right after this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 